Hey guys, welcome back to Inclusion Rx. I am here this week with Ziona Hansen. For those who don't know Ziona, I know her as Z the Boob Lady. She is the founder of Barbells for Boobs. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me today. I uh, I love that name in my phone. Anytime it comes up, it ma- it makes me laugh. Or, I, no one's gonna know why I have you in there. But the first time I I met Z, uh, she introduced herself at the CrossFit Games and said to me, "Oh, just put me in your phone as Z the Boob Lady." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> you say so." You know, so it's kind, kind of what I'm kind of what I'm known for. <laughs> well, I, I kind of have most of my friends in there and their nicknames anyway, so it was appropriate. But it just like it was so funny and startling all at the same time. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be fun. I like this. <laughs> She has a sense. She has a sense of humor. Yes, <laughs> most well, I, people don't nowadays. <laughs> you're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. It, it seems like sense of humor is kind of a lost art for some reason. I don't know why. You know, like people. Well, are just, I think. Well, I know why. You don't know why? Because everyone's no. on their phone and talking through social media and talking through text messages. They're not actually connecting with people anymore, and so sense of humor can't happen. I don't think over the internets i don't i mean (laughs) everything is so like objectified and like it's bigger than what it really is and so i think that we've lost the the art of sense of humor through the internet (laughs) well what's what's really funny and i probably am at a little bit of a disadvantage from being objective because some of my favorite comedians as an example are uh chris rock and uh, dave Chappelle, who are really kind of irreverent and they just say horrible things you know but they're funny and it's always sarcastic and and you know, at the heart of it, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't have a mean spirit in their body. They're just making jokes. Right. And so I often, my humor tends to kind of lie on that, but I do think about the things that I post because I know written humor is far different than spoken because you can't hear context. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are looking for maybe anything to be offended or they're like looking for like every little thing these days. I posted something yesterday. I was making fun of the CrossFit games and the coverage from two weeks ago. And I said, you know, I hope in the, with the new, you know, the new uh, coverage they're going to have coming up in October that we get something better than smoke signals, you know, (laughs) and someone, and and I knew as soon as I posted, I'm like, I know somebody's going to come in and say that's insensitive to native Americans. Now, I want to keep in mind, like spoke signals have been used for centuries, far before Native Americans were using it as a form of communication. And that was the joke is that the, the, the communication that was used during the last, you know, CrossFit games or during the qualifier was just really poor. And I could only think of smoke signals as a really poor form of communication, kind of like the telegraph, you know. But sure enough, man, somebody come in, came in, I think that's really insensitive. I'm like, well, is it insensitive to Native Americans or the ancient Greeks? Which is it? Because they've been using this for, you know, thousands Which of one? years. Yeah, it's just, people were just looking for stuff. So it's a tough world. <laughs> tough world right now. It's a tough world. It's a tough, you know where it's tough? It's tough raising kids right now. <laughs> Oh, I trust me. I got, I have two teens. I, I get it. Yeah. I have a 16 and an 18 year old. And I think the teens get it though. I think like I can speak for mine and at least some of their friends, like they seem to have a pretty good grasp on what real world looks like. Um, and, and they're not being, at least again, mine, they're not being drawn into the narrative that their teachers and their parents and, the church and everybody else is trying to teach them just be this. Like they're kind of drawing from all of it. 
or at least I feel like mine are, which makes me happy that they've got a kind of a wide, diverse mm-hmm. opinion on things. They don't just go in and go, well, the news said that, so it must be true, or the internet said that, it must be true. You know, they, they seem to be inquisitive. So I'm hopeful for the future. We'll see if that pans out. But anyway, I digress. So let's talk about you and, uh, and barbells <laughs> for boobs. So it's, um, the last yes. time you're, the last time you're on the podcast, I think we covered, a ton of topics and a ton of the great work you guys are doing within the community. And a lot has changed in the community since then. Um, a lot, actually, we've got a brand new owner and, uh, you know, lots of new stuff. So I just, I wanted to touch base and, you know, talk a little bit about what you guys are doing and what the future looks like. Yeah. Awesome. I think that, uh, I, I, you know, I think that what's, what's been crazy about this year was going into 2020 number one, figuring out COVID and re-strategizing our entire programs to accommodate quarantine for our the population we serve. And then once we figured that all out, and then I, uh, then it was like CrossFit blew up in, in one tweet. Then it was like, oh, okay, now we have to emergence like triage. It was like another triage. Um, and so this year has been really, really hard on, on, I think, everybody in the community. And so I can't wait to to kind of maybe like start start the healing process because it hasn't been an easy year as a leader in anything that's happening in fitness. <laughs> well, it feels like it's coming back. I mean, it, you know, it feels to me like the community's starting to, to come back together. Um, I worry a little that we're coming back to the place we were prior, you know, pre-tweet. We'll start calling it PT, um, where everybody thinks the world is good and the world is good, but, you know, they think we have no things we need, you know, nothing we need to work on. And I think that's where you guys come in because you're doing so much great work, um, you know, obviously with cancer survivors, but then so much more uh, as being a, a woman's led business. That's kind of where I'd like to start. Like when I look at CrossFit, there are not a lot of female led businesses or female led charities or kind of female led anything other than maybe the athletes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I guess the question is like, how, how has that been this year for you guys or maybe even years past just, you know, of, you know, fighting that, I hate to call it a struggle, but it's probably, it's probably the best word for it. Like, you know, having to push forward, you know, through what is arguably kind of a male led sport right now. I think that I was very aware of that in the beginning. Uh, I started CrossFit in 2007. And so uh, starting Barbells for Boobs wasn't much, much longer after that. So we're talking 2009. We were at the very first games at, um, I went to one of the games at, at uh, Aromas, but I, I hadn't started Barbell Shrubes yet. So I was at the 2009 games. I was actually on the media team on the 2000, at the 2009 game. Um, don't know what I did. I just had a media <laughs> shirt on and just was taking a bunch of pictures, had no clue what I was doing. But um, but 2010, the first year at the Home Depot Center, Hubs, Hub, what was it? The, the <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, I think it was the Home Depot Center. It sounds right. I, yeah, I could be wrong. Home, I don't they, know. They changed names halfway through. Right. So, we were there and I knew as a woman, number one, there had to be something that would attract CrossFit to want to support the work I was doing in breast cancer, hence my name, Barbells for Boobs. Um, and the first games we did grace and we invited, I remember it was like a dirt area in front of one of these trees and we were asking people to come and do grace for a donation and we all had pink bras on and jean shorts. And so I knew that I was going to have to use my woman, my womanisms, <laughs> my <laughs> sexuality, yeah, right. my sexuality to gain attention and traction 
to support breast cancer, if that makes any sense. And yeah, so um, that's that just gives just to give people a, a little insight on how barbell removes even started. I mean, I had a pretty high up CrossFit uh, representative. You know, I went to one of his events and we all wore lingerie. But again, it was this idea of what women really represented in CrossFit. And this was 2009, 2010. Obviously, we don't need to do that anymore because our work speaks for itself. I don't have to wear a pink bra. So the, I mean, my team always asked me, like, we're going to do pink bras this year. I'm like, no, it was kind of a one-time deal just to get your get your feet in the door. And then once you're in, then, you know, you, you should be able to work hard and, and show them the work you're doing. And that's what we've done at Barbells for Boobs. But yeah, definitely the beginning was, it was very, uh, I had to be very tactic. I, there was a lot of tactics that went into uh, making sure that people knew what Barbells for Boobs was and the work I was doing. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Nikki and I had... Um... Uh, owner of a page called "You Look Like a Man" on a few weeks ago. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if you've seen this page. Have you seen this page on Instagram? No, I haven't. Oh my God, you got to go follow it. So uh, this uh, woman, Jessica Fithen, runs it, and she basically is calling out trolls, men who go into women athletes' pages and comment. You know, and so they'll go on and say, you know, oh, you look like a man, or you're too getting too bulky, you should thin down, or you know, or straight up call them you know, just horrible names. Like it's, it's really mm-hmm. interesting to me. And so I get, you know, I guess that's, and I, as I've talked to more and more female athletes and, and even female led businesses, it, it tends to be like kind of a reoccurring theme that I'm finding that there's still a kind of a big pervasive subculture of, of horrible things that are said to said to women in the sport. Um, you know, as a, as a female led business, I mean, how much are you guys still fighting against that against people that, don't want you to take the lead simply because of your sex. You know, I, I don't think that anybody is at this point now where they, uh, they say it out loud, but it's definitely something where they don't have to say anything. You just feel the impact of it. Um, really just not being invited to certain things or to be asked an opinion about certain things. Uh, and, and there's plenty of examples I can give and I don't want to, bombard our show talking about all the you know start crying how barbells for boobs hasn't been recognized but but in the end you know what we what we and i'm going to give you one example of probably the the worst thing that's ever happened that ever the worst thing that anybody has ever said to barbells for boobs from crossfit from somebody like uh, here's the situation they were they were working on the adaptive course seminar and somebody that was on the team that was starting to build out the curriculum, you know, I was, I was sitting with Kevin Ogar and they were at the games talking about it. And I kept saying, Hey, I would love to see a section in the adaptive course that's dedicated to cancer, especially cancers that take limbs away, i.e. your breast, you know, a mastectomy I look at as a, uh, it's a amputation. I mean, they're removing right. uh, some pieces to your, to your body. And the gentleman says, no, we're actually talking about real limbs here, Z. Like we're talking about arms and legs and was kind of just shut down. And like, that's not, this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about like veterans and these other populations that, that our community wants to serve. That was the first time I really felt like hurt by it before. There's been a lot of different scenarios where I've just been like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to put my head down and do the, do the great work that I do. This one really hurt because it was more of an awareness that, that was, that's been lacking about breast cancer and about what really happens to a woman's body 
after a diagnosis and just that it's so important that men know this because they're the ones that marry women. They're the, they're the husbands, they're the sons. And so for me, it was like, I was hurt because there was no education on this. Um, and it, and if you, if CrossFit is going to be the top educator in fitness, you know, and, and I feel like we, we, CrossFit has done an amazing job of educating uh, the, the big majority of the, of the population about true fitness and true movement patterns and has really increased, increased the physical abilities for many people. I just, I was heartbroken that, that they were so closed minded to this concept and this idea. Um, and so that's where, where, you know, I'm, I'm really passionate and I want to make sure that women are included when it comes to um, like, I want to have a seat at the table when it comes to true education, because at the end of the day, one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. So if you're telling me a gym owner is not going to get somebody that's been impacted or a woman that's had breast cancer or will get diagnosed while they're a member of your gym, you're, the stats are going to tell me different. You know, if you look at the average CrossFit gym has what, 150 members, yeah. you're, it's going to touch everyone in our community. And so are all of our coaches equipped to take, to care for this woman? to really show them that we are the best educators in the industry. And um, right, I don't think that CrossFit is providing that. And and I was definitely shut down when I talked about it. Well, so you guys have started providing that though, right? So you're doing yeah. teaching coach. So tell us a little bit about that. Cause I think that's, you know, for me, that's a gigantic takeaway. I mean, you saw this gap in, you know, people's perception and understanding of, you know, how to coach and, and to your point, like, you know, not even viewing you know, that is limbs, you know, or a body part as an example. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so now, you, and now you've inserted yourself into that conversation said, all right, well, we're going to fix the, if CrossFit isn't going to do it, we're going to do it. So tell us a little bit about your program that helps the coaches. Yeah. And I want to kind of expand on being shut down. I felt shut down in that moment, in that conversation. I've definitely spoken to other people at CrossFit since then, expressed my concern, expressed my, my passion for this specific thing. And, and honestly, the way that Greg always talked to me about barbells for boobs and for those of you, Greg, the, the founder of CrossFit, he was always like, Z, just do it. Like, if you, if you want to do something, don't wait for us to do something, just go do it. And so while I might have been shut down in that one moment, I just kind of heard Greg in the background of just do it. Like, if, because if, if, if people need to be educated, then it's your responsibility to educate them. And so what we did was we put together a education series. So we have uh, five modules where you can go and learn about exercise oncology, very specific to breast cancer. So on barbellstreboobs.org, you can go to our work and under uh, resources after diagnosis, there's a, an extensive library. You can take it. There's quizzes um, to ensure that we're just educating, gen just general education too. This isn't very extensive. This is uh, just talking about the different surgeries, the different treatments, the side effects, what to do, what not to do. Um, and, and our work now is, you know, we, we set out 2020 to really start educating coaches and then COVID hit. And so we had a kind of, we, we just took the priority for us was to make sure that our women, our programs felt protected and cared for during COVID. And so we basically changed all of our strategy this past year and we're doing everything to support a woman at home right now, because women right now are the most fatigued than anyone. Uh, you look at women that are wives, moms, now homeschool teachers, full-time jobs, house managers. I mean, women are just, you know, we talk about systematic problems. The biggest systematic problem that nobody's talking about right now is the role of a woman and looking at kind of women are doing more than they've ever done. 
because now we're in the workforce and that's just happened in the last few generations, right? And so, um, yeah, so we, we've just now turned our focus. We have Zoom classes. Uh, we brought on a head coach to make sure that our women they need individual programming. We do we do Zoom intro calls with every single woman. We assess their physical assessment, their mental assessment. Uh, we're super engaged because a lot of our women can't go back to their gyms. They're not going back to their gyms, or uh, they just feel more comfortable training at home because they they're living with a compromised immune system. So we had to change our programs to serve our population. So when you think of the the community at large, like I worry about um, you know as the gyms reopen. And, and they're all starting, you know, thankfully starting to get reopened under new protocols mm-hmm. and, and starting to address people again. But to your point, like there's going to be a, a big segment of their group that are more stressed than they've ever been before. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's obviously a segment that are currently battling the disease. Like what are some mm-hmm. resources and things that you guys are doing that could help those coaches find ways to better address those athletes? Yeah, definitely. Um, If you're a coach that has a breast cancer survivor, number one, in your gym, make sure that they know who Barbells for Boobs is, first and foremost, because what we've learned in working with so many different coaches all over the world is I know how hard it is to run an affiliate. I've ran an affiliate. I get that, that one-on-one attention. It's it's, sometimes, it's, it's not sustainable, right? We can't sit there and treat every single member the same, right? But uh, we have a a head coach here that would work with you directly. And so now what we've built is our own care team for a survivor. So when a woman gets diagnosed with breast cancer, they get this entire medical team. So this medical team consists of a radiologist, an oncologist, a surgeon, nurse, nurse navigator. They they have this whole crew to get them through their treatment and save their lives. Right. And, and, and hopefully help them never, ever get breast cancer again, although they can't guarantee that. Right. And then the women go through treatment, whatever that is, different for every single woman. They ring their treatment bell and then they tell them like, this is your new norm. Go off into the world. And so what we're down trying to do at Barbells for Boobs is be the new team, almost like, okay, you're done with them. And now they need a health care. They really need a health team. They need a, a care team that's going to take care of their health, which we see it as their physical activity, their nutrition and their mental toughness, their mental fitness. And so we have a team here that oversees that for every single one of our program participants. So right now we have 198 women in our program. Um, and we have people that are really checking, like fingers on the pulse to our women and ensuring that they, that, that they have a team. Because unfortunately, once you have a diagnosis of breast cancer, you're going to have it for the rest of your life. Not the actual active disease, but you're going to have the side effects. You're going to have the scars. You're going to have, and, and women go through multiple, multiple surgeries afterwards. And some of them are, are on hormonal treatment for years after their diagnosis. And nobody knows this because everyone's like, your hair is back. You look good. They don't know the struggle that they're really going through to even get out of bed most days. And so our team is here to handle that type of support, which gets really, really heavy. And so I don't want to put that onto every single coach in the world, but I want them to know we have a special team here where if you do have a breast cancer survivor in your gym, you should know our team here. And our, our head coach here should know who you are. And she probably does, to be honest. Um, Our team is so, so involved with our, our community that, um, you know, our coaches know their coaches. And, and what I really want to do is build that bridge between the medical team and the care team. That's really saying, no, we're going to give you a good quality of life afterwards uh, because you should be able to do push-ups again 
because the medical team is saying CrossFit's dangerous. You'll never do pushups again. Not every of every, not all of them, but most of them. And so what I'd rather a medical team say when a woman starts asking about their physical activity is we don't know. How about you ask these guys, you know, and, and instead they don't say that they just say, please don't refrain from this. And when they don't, in my head, you don't have the expertise to give that advice and that recommendation a fitness professional does and fitness professionals unfortunately are so undermined by the medical professionals that um that i really want to provide such exquisite education that we start getting recognized on the medical side to say no go to barbell groups because they know what they're doing please just call them where's so. the easiest way for the affiliates to connect with you guys is it on your website how, how do you prefer um, them to contact you so if you if you are an affiliate, you're interested in just getting more involved and learning more about our programs and, you know, wanting to be on the front lines in case a survivor comes your way, honestly, sending an email to rad at barbellstreboobs.org. So R-A-D at barbellstreboobs.org. And that email is probably monitored the most out of all of our communication here at barbellstreboobs because that is uh, women needing or people needing resources after diagnosis. And then we'll start navigating. Um, I know that we're, we had a, pause this year all of our awesome stuff we were working on on the education to revamp all of our programs because of covid but definitely 2021 we want to start uh building out more education modules and doing more kind of intimate seminars to really support coaches um and building out almost our layers of coaches so that now we have them kind of placed in different affiliates that's amazing work um and and incredibly helpful. So thank you for sharing that. I do think um, mm-hmm. kind of in our remaining time, I just, I, I kind of have some curious questions for you because you're an OG. You've been in CrossFit for a long time. <laughs> you've seen a lot of coaching done. You've probably done a lot of coaching, uh, you know, outside of the kind of the healthcare space where you guys are helping people. You know, I, I really want to help affiliates uh, and coaches, uh, you know, figure out how to better serve their greater community. And so from a, a woman's perspective and in someone who's like probably seen it all at this point, are, is there anything off the top of your head you could think of that you thought, man, if affiliates were doing X, it would be really helpful to, to get more women to start joining the sport and to feel comfortable right off the bat. Um, I, you know, I think that that depending on what your community looks like, I, I, it would dip, my, my answer would differ, but I think that what I've learned the most is your best tool is just to listen. You have to, people are not listening to their communities. And so that to me is the, the greatest advice I can give anyone is put your ear to the street and listen to what's happening. Listen to what, have a woman's focus group in your community have a a black focus group in your community, have a gay or LBG, hold on, I just learned all these letters, L, G, B, Q, A, I. Oh, you got more letters than I've got. I didn't realize there were that many letters. (laughs) No, no, I I just got educated on this. It was L, G, B, Q. It's like A, I plus. And you have these focus groups um, and, and get, they know, right? They know what's going on in their own community. Have a mom's focus group. Uh, listen to what people need. Uh, because a lot of times I think that as affiliate owners, you're in your own space. You have numbers, right? You're counting heads as they come in so you can pay your bills. You're doing all these things. You want your coaches to make it on time. You have coach schedules. The last thing that you probably are thinking about is how do I enhance this experience for my community? Um, 
And so I would, I would honestly listen to your community. The best way to do that is through focus groups and everybody in your community wants to help you. And so if you organize it in a way where it's like, Hey, we have focus groups, we, the focus groups put a focus group leader and meet once a month. I want to sit in and I want to learn more about your community because it's, it's okay that we're, that you're not a woman. If you're a man running a, 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 a gym, that's fine. You have women there. So learn from them. It's okay. If you aren't, you know, if you're not gay, you, you probably have somebody in that community that can represent you in your community. It's okay. If you're not black, you can utilize a representative in your gym um, that is black to get you an understanding or an Asian or, you know, whatever that race might be, utilize your community. They want to help you. And so uh, my, my biggest recommendation is just listen, take the time and, and listen to your community. Yeah, I think that's terrific advice. And, and something you kind of layered in there in the subtext is representation, I think is incredibly important to, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, whether you have, you know, female coaches or, you know, a, a bilingual coach or African-American or Asian or whatever, like whatever your community looks like, you need some sort of representation that, that fits that. Like we do that in our work model as well. Like you should be representative of the communities that you serve. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's important. But bluntly, it's when I was looking for a co-host for the podcast, I wanted a female co-host because I wanted to represent like that's half my audience. Like I didn't want two yeah. guys, two guys talking to women, you know, it just seemed weird, you know? Uh, and truthfully, like I've learned more through that experience of having Nikki on the podcast, besides the fact she's amazing of having her on and watching the, the female listeners connect to the podcast and the things they come into the comments and they talk directly to her as opposed to me because they relate to her. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I, I found that really interesting and educational, and it certainly opened up an, an entirely different world to the show than I thought we would ever have. You know, and, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that representation is is super important. So, well, we're 100%. kind of right up right up at the end of our time. I, you know, I guess that I've been ending these with a challenge, and I, you know, something you said right at the beginning of this. Uh, you were referencing Greg and, and, you know, for all the things people have said about him, this is something he was actually brilliant at and is brilliant at, which is telling you to just go do it. And if uh, I hope anyone takes anything away from this conversation today, it's like when you see a need in your community, if you see a need in, in this case for women athletes, maybe that have are survivors of this horrible disease or you want to do focus groups or whatever you've taken away from it, just do it. Like don't, wait, Let's do it. just get mm-hmm. started, make mistakes, ask questions like this whole laugh we had over the, the letters of the LGBTQ plus, <laughs> like I can't keep up with all the letters, but I'm an ally and I support them. And if I, they want me to add more letters, I'll add more letters. I'll learn from mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, it's, I think it's important that, you know, you, you be willing to, to, to grow through those things and learn from others and it'll make our community that much better. So so Z, thank yeah, you for being on. It's been terrific as always. <laughs> Thanks and for having me. I really appreciate the time. Absolutely. Anytime. For everyone listening, I appreciate yeah. you guys joining us and we'll chat with you soon.